All right, we have a quick emergency podcast for you today. It is Pat Lane here with Mark Schofield. Mark, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Pat. I wish we were talking under different circumstances here <laughs> yep. on this, uh, this Friday evening, but it's good to be with you. And I'm sure people know why we're here, but Pat, I guess we should let them know the reason in case they just, you know, got home from work, woke up from a nap, have been out running some news. It- in case in case you don't subscribe to the internet whatsoever or don't own a television or don't listen to the radio, uh, Antonio Brown has been cut by the New England Patriots. Uh, it comes with a, a myriad of, of uh, allegations against him. Uh, the latest coming this actually this week from something he did this week. Uh, so, you know, kind of kind of shocking stuff. But uh, but here we are. Here we are. And, you know, I know we're going to get into it, Pat, but it seemed like the writing was on the wall. We all woke up this morning. Robert Klumko from Sports Illustrated, who has been covering this story from a bunch of different angles, posted some screenshots of text. And it wasn't just A.B. to the woman who I guess it was the most recent accusation of sexual assault. It was a group text where he was basically imploring both, I guess, his lawyer and some friends to look into this woman and to the accusations that she had made and included in this text string is a photo of her with her kids. And when you wake up to that, you have to think that he was on already thin ice. It's now cracking between him. And then we see at Gillette today, Edelman's getting barraged with questions about AB. Brady's getting barraged with questions about AB. Belichick's getting asked nothing but AB questions to the point where he shuts down the presser and walks away and says, look, I'm done. I'm good. We had to think at that point that the end was near for AB, right? Yeah. No, you're right. And that's, you know, I mean, it's just, it's so insane to me. First of all, I don't know if you guys can hear it in the background, but my daughter just got a recorder from uh, school. So she's playing a little, <laughs> she's like downstairs and in like three rooms over downstairs, but uh, you can still hear it a little bit. So, uh, but anyways, uh, you know, I just, the stupidity really is, is what comes to mind is just the outright stupidity of Antonio Brown. I mean, if this guy sends that group message without the accuser in there, then we never hear about it. Then no one ever says anything about it, and we go along on our day, and he doesn't get cut by the Patriots, and it just it, it doesn't make any sense. And although he didn't do anything illegal, right? And I know, you know, people talked about harassment and stuff, and, you know, they were just text messages, right? It wasn't like, I'm going to kill you and all this other stuff, but it's just like, why are you including this woman in her tech? It just doesn't make any sense. It's just so yeah, I mean, ridiculous. And he's making it, fun of the fact she doesn't have any money. And like you say, she posted, he posted a picture of her kids. Now I, the picture of her kids was, you know, from Instagram. So it's not like it was like a picture that he took, but even still, it's like, what do you, what is your motivation behind there? It's just so ridiculously stupid. Yeah, it, it was absolutely insane. And, you know, have it done you know, in a prior life, having been a lawyer, like I've had clients that have said to me that they can be their best, you know, PI, their best advocate. They've come to me with similar things like, oh, you got to read this about what they posted on social media or about this case or whatever. So I've been in that situation as a lawyer where they've come to me and said, oh, I've got this stuff for you. But never in a billion years would I ever imagine a, a client doing that and at, you know, CC and the individual that they want me to look into. That's just absurd. And it does sort of get into that blurry little line of whether there was some criminal behavior here. You know, I I don't think these were per se intimidated or threatening, but it's just why do it? Why run the risk? Like you said, Pat, it's just beyond stupid. And I I think 
the Patriots were left with no choice at this point. This was a, this, this was clearly going to be a, a cloud over this team, the AB situation, even before this came to light because he had the underlying civil lawsuit against him. Now, I don't think they had a choice because it was going to be the only question they were going to be asked. You know, we were talking about it in, you know, the, the Pat's Pulpit Slack channel. The broadcast was going to be nothing but AB. You would have Luke Falk rip off like a 99-yard touchdown run for the Jets, <laughs> and there would be just a camera shot of AB's reaction to it. So this was going to be handed over the team's head no matter what. I think, like, they were just left with no choice, especially in light of what came out today. Right. And that's that's really what it comes down to. And and you you wonder, like, what changed for the Patriots, right? And I think the biggest thing for me is that this incident happened well while he was on the team. And it's just completely inexcusable. He comes in, he says he's a new guy, he doesn't have any of the issues anymore, nothing else is going to go on. And then he pulls this crap when he's on the team. It's just like, what are you doing? And so that's the thing for me where it's like, you could you could beg away and say, hey, look, you know, things happened and these are allegations that were made and they and it happened a long time ago and it's stuff that, you know, we, we will let the courts handle. And then once he takes it into his own hands like that, while he's on the Patriots, then it becomes like, no, we're not dealing with this. There's no chance we're dealing with this. And so I was surprised that they didn't do it right away. I was surprised that he had him at practice. That was the surprising thing to me. I figured if he's at practice today, then that means that he's going to be, you know, that means he'll be, he'll be, uh, he'll be on the team moving forward. But I guess that's not the case. I, yeah, and I, I wonder if it was a situation they wanted to hear from him. Like it wasn't a situation where they were going to say, "Look, you know, stay away from the facility today. We'll talk about this via the phone, whatever." They wanted to look at him, you know, look at his eyes and see exactly what he had to say for himself. And it's clear that what they heard wasn't good. I mean, I can't imagine how how good it could have been given the facts, but. They, maybe they wanted one last chance to like look into his eyes and say, look, man, what is going on here? But clearly, th- nothing good. And so the Patriots make the move. And now, look, it comes at an interesting time, Pat, because we get the Jets coming to town. They're banged up. They're bad right now. I don't think it's going to hurt the New England Patriots to not have them, even though the Patriots are banged up. We don't know about Cannon. James Devlin ruled out. But, a, you know, in a week or so, they got Buffalo. At right. Buffalo. Buffalo right now, 2-0. They look good so far. They looked good last year on the defensive side of the ball against New England when AB might have been a nice help to have, an extra weapon. you got to wonder about that Buffalo game now. I don't want to look past the Jets, but that Buffalo game now a little bit scarier than it was when we woke up this morning. Right, and I think Buffalo is legit. I mean, people will laugh at it because, oh, it's the Bills, and the Bills suck. And the, but the Bills have played very well. Their defense has been good. And Josh Allen, although he is erratic at times, you know, ha- has led this offense pretty well. And so I look at that team, and I-, I agree with you. I mean, I'm worried. I think the Jets, look, they could roll uh, with me at, at, at wide receiver for the Jets and probably right. have a chance. And so, like, I'm not necessarily worried about that. The other thing for me that I that concerns me is Josh Gordon because yeah. Gordon's in a situation where, look, I think he he's looking better. His attitude, not his attitude, but the way he sounds is so much better. He sounds happier. He sounds like – He's in a much better place than he has been. But the fact is that he hasn't played a full season in a long time. And there is always that concern that something will happen with Josh Gordon. And when you had Antonio Brown on the roster, you had some insurance for that, right? You had a little bit, uh, you know, built in where you were like, okay, if something happens to, to Gordon, at least we have AB. Well, now AB has gone. 
if something happens to Gordon, you're looking awfully thin at wide receiver. And I know you have Nikhil Harry coming back week eight, theoretically assuming he's ready to come back at that point. But, you know, that's that's a concerning part for me. Again, hopefully it's not an issue. We hope that, you know, that Gordon is is totally fine and, and nothing's wrong. But it is something that, you know, that we do have to think about. It is something we have to think about, Pat. And you're right in that, you know, the uncertainty over his ability to play a full 16 game slate and hopefully into the playoffs is a question mark. You know, you could also sort of look at it in a different way. I know there are some Patriots fans after Sunday when, you know, AB comes in, his first game gets the lion's share of targets, wondered, are we going to see a frustration build in, say, a Josh Gordon? Or some people thought even Julian Edelman might be angry about that. It sort of removes that aspect to it. So maybe there's a, benefit in a sense I think a player that thankfully has looked great so far is Philip Dorsett and having him now he won't be going against CB3s and fours as much you know now he might get CB3 coverage more or maybe even CB2 at times given the personnel package it's in but Dorsett could still be effective like you said he'll Nikhil Harry can come off the DL hopefully in a couple of weeks but yeah it, it, it's a question mark it's but at the same time it was going to be a headache so maybe it's one of those sort of addition by subtraction situations. Now the Patriots can move on from this. There won't be the barrage of questions. Yeah, the offense takes a hit, but they'll have a Jets game to work through and then a full week leading up to Buffalo where right. they can hopefully sort it out. Because then, look, you got Washington and then you get the Giants. you got two NFC teams that – NFC East teams that look to be struggling right now. It's After that Bills game, the schedule is pretty soft the first half of the year. Yeah. I mean, other than the bills, it's pretty much cake the, the, the first half of the year. And so, yeah. you know, I think that's, that's the good news for them, obviously in this situation, you mentioned Dorsett and he has looked good. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess the question is right. How does he look when he's, when he's being relied on more, right. I know Brady's what 23 for his last 23 or something like that when he's tar- targeting Dorsett, but you know, it's a situation where you look at it and just say, all right. I mean, I think I think having Antonio Brown is is, is better than having Philip Dorsett. It just is right from a, from a talent standpoint. But again, you know, if he's going to cause this much trouble and be this much of a headache, it's not worth it. And you know, I think I think his response is interesting. Uh, Brown's response is interesting. You know, because he tweeted out before Rappaport. So uh, before Rappaport tweeted out, he tweeted out. Um, you know, thanks for the opportunity, Patriots, hashtag, you know, go win it or something like that, you know? So, so he's in a situation where he's not, you know, you know, jumping up and down for joy, screaming, he's freeze, freeze, free. When the Patriots cut him, he's in a situation where he's saying, Hey, thanks for the opportunity. Not, uh, you know, screw you guys. Like, you know, I was wrong, whatever, you know? So he I, understands what's, what's happening. And I thought that, that that's telling to me, that he understands where he is and that he really screwed up. Um, and, you know, and right. he accepts I, that. I, I will say that that is completely correct and spot on and valid as of 6.31 p.m. on Friday night. But as we were talking <laughs> about, I just pulled up his Twitter feed and he tweeted out like 20 minutes ago, Uh-oh. just got fired on Friday with a, a thinking emoji as well as a facepalm emoji. So maybe that the facepalm emoji tells us that he is sort of like realizing like, man, what have I done here? Right, but we have sort of seen him go from like go with it to a, a thank you of him and Belichick picture, which he tweeted out to the just got fired on Friday. By the time this gets posted, he might be tweeting, "What good did you do, Patriots?" That's so, a good point. Who knows? We've seen yeah. him turn in the, in the blink of an eye. Well, I mean, as we know, as you as you just 
you watch anything that's been going on, and again, he's just sabotaging himself in the situation. And it's just like it doesn't make sense. I mean, his his money, his guaranteed money, I believe, from what I heard, if this is correct, I believe his guaranteed money kicked in on Monday. So if he could yep. just have survived the weekend into Monday, he's guaranteed that nine million dollars, unless he does something else. Now, obviously, the Patriots have to fight him on and everything else like that. But the Patriots cut him before Monday. He ain't getting that guaranteed money. It's just not happening because right. in the contract it says he doesn't get it until Monday. And so, you know, yeah, he'll get paid his game check, but that's it, you know. But if he had just made it through the weekend and just been smart enough to just not be an idiot for eight days, he just he could have he could have figured it out and he, he just couldn't do it. No, he couldn't do it. And you know, like you said, he could file a grievance, but then I think the Patriots will have enough to win that challenge. And right. so Yep. Now we, I, I think at some level, you know, it does seem like AB is working through some things. Uh, yes. But the Patriots had to make the best decision for them as an organization. We saw them do that today. Right. And I think, too, like you say, he's working through some things, and he, I'm sure he is. But it's a different situation than Josh Gordon was in last season, right, where the right. Patriots exactly. saw him come in and he had an addiction problem and something was going on. And now this is just this, – this man is just out here sabotaging himself, and it's just like, what in the world are you doing? So now my question is, right, my question is, who's going to be the one to sign him? Because I, I look at it and just say, well, if nothing comes out of this, right, now maybe no one touches him for a week or two, right, and kind of lets this whole thing play out and boil over and see what the NFL comes up with. But if nothing comes out of this situation, someone else is going to pick him up and someone's going to give him a contract and he's going to be playing somewhere else at the end of the season. Now, again, if the if if the rulings of this are that he violated – you know, whatever was going on and the NFL suspends them for six or eight games or whatever the case may be, well, then that's a different story. But if things don't play out like that, if the NFL decides that he doesn't need to be suspended or if he only needs to be suspended for one or two games, he's going to be playing somewhere by the end of the year. And it's interesting to see what team it will be that will go after him. Yeah, I mean, I think teams will sort of let this simmer for a week or two just to see if anything else surfaces because it does seem like there's one of those, you know, snowball rolling downhill situations here where it's just picking up more and more. But if nothing else comes out and the NFL doesn't really take any action as the civil suit drags on, a team will probably look to at least bring them in for a workout and meet with them. Teams that come to mind, I mean, obviously injuries could change this calculus. You know, you look at, for example, Philadelphia. Alshon yep. Jeffrey is banned up. Deshaun Jackson mm-hmm. banned up. Dallas Goddard banned up. They're thin. They might look into it, although they have Matt Collins. They like J.J. Athega, Whiteside, the rookie wide receiver out of Stanford. So maybe they don't. Baltimore is a name to think about. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they've got a similar, like, strong locker room. Dallas is a name to think about with Michael Gallup's injury. So They'll sign any. Sure they will be... Yeah, I mean, look, the <laughs> talent is undeniable with Antoine yeah. Brown but it's the other stuff and a team's going to have to be convinced that the other stuff won't be an issue for them. The other thing to think about though, the New England Patriots are one of those organizations where they're sometimes the like last best hope for a player. Right. And it couldn't work out in New England. That might scare some teams away. I mean, we've heard stories about Belichick will do a favor for a guy and bring a bit of veteran for a workout because that gets teams thinking, Oh man, right. I must still have something left in the tank. The reverse could be true. If it's not going to work out in New England, it's not going to work out anyway. Very true. No, that's a good point. It's a great point. So, so we'll see, but it would be interesting if, you know, say someone like Baltimore or even Kansas city went out and picked him up. And then now you're in the playoffs in January playing against Antonio Brown, you know, trying to scheme against him and everything else. And, you know, you got 
Tyreek Hill on one side and Antonio Brown on the other side and Sammy Watkins as the third receiver. That's that's pretty rough, you know? So that like could be something that could change. Yeah. Like yeah. We go. Josh Gordon out over to Antonio Brown. That's tough to fed. Well, that changed. I know. Well, in that situation, maybe the Patriots should go out and trade for uh trade for Jalen Ramsey. Get someone to cover all those guys. Yeah. So but I, I'll pass on Jalen Ramsey. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I know he's a great player. I know it, but I'll pass. I, I'm I'm good. Thanks. Good. So but anyways, that's a, that's another story for for another day. But all right, Mark. Well, thank you for uh, for coming on with me. It's uh, you know we, we had to get something out there for you guys, and uh, know you wanted something, and you know, like you say, we'll get it out tonight. But things could have changed between now and then. So who the heck knows what's going to happen? But you know, who knows what we'll find out. But here we go. Five minutes. Yeah, exactly. So all right. all right, Mark. Have a good night, bud. You too, Pat. Sorry for the uh, sorry people for the for the kids yelling in the background and playing instruments in the background. It's like. 6:30 at my house is a wild time. So so uh we just I'm just locked in a room somewhere and I can still hear them. So, you know, it's it is what it is, right? All right, Ben. All right, guys. See you later.